Tonight, one of you will live to fight another day. The other will have their dreams crashed. A lifetime's worth of work comes down to right now. Let's find out who's going home. The future is now. To another episode of Half K NXT, your boy Notorious Nando and the modern day modern <laughs> Maharaja L Knight Shyamalan Larry Knight. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was trying to do the really long one in my. I ran out of breath. <laughs> but you know what I was going for. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the modern day, modern day. <laughs> The modern day, modern day. Yo, the modern day, modern day. <laughs> L Night Shyamalan. That's the- <laughs> before. Boom. Before we uh, started recording, we we just started talking about how when certain wrestlers come back and kind of put on a little bit more muscle, that they, uh, you know, they kind of have more bounce and more hop. You know, what was it that more? So, what's that? What's that phrase called? More pep to your step. Yes, yes. They definitely have more pep to their step. Where. They have like that confidence like as they uh either when it comes to their promo work or their in-ring ability mm-hmm. and yeah for for gender for sure i i saw that when he came back for his uh wwe title run at that point mm-hmm. that, that he came back with muscles and areas that i didn't know people had bro <laughs> like he came back looking yoked and he came back so buff looking that people thought he was on steroids yeah i kind of do too but i can't say nothing Alberto Del Rio did it too. Oh, that's he right. He came back buff and he looked, he, you know, he was, uh, didn't he win like a, a WWE title or something like that? I think he won the, I think he either won the title or he won that longest Royal Rumble right after. When he, he came back buff? Yeah, I, when he came back buff. Was that, was that, no, that, that, um, I think that Royal Rumble was part of his first run. Was it? I think so. Cause oh, he okay. came back buff and he was feuding with um 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 somebody for the US title. Oh, okay. Oh, that's when he was with, with Kalisto. Okay. And then they did the uh the the Yeah the, the League of Nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I was that during the League of Nations run. Yeah, I was like, there's something about that that was very specific, and they all put their hands on <laughs> Rusev. Rusev, like as he's getting buffered, mm. like you can see his his uh like his stage presence is much better than it used to be when he was like barefoot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And same thing even now with Wyatt coming back recently. You can tell he lost a lot of weight too. And just like, even though he's a new character, you can definitely tell the same thing of his level of confidence just looks more upbeat and more, uh, he's he's more in the zone now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to try to body shame none of these dudes, but I feel like your physique is almost part of your package as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Unless it's part of a gimmick. That yeah, you're, unless, yeah, yeah. like, you're supposed to be kind of, like, big mm-hmm. like that. Like, I just, I can't, <laughs> this is always the perfect example is, like, Cassius Ono. Yeah, yeah. Because when I think of Kevin Owens and he's a bigger dude, his 
look fits him and like, his gimmick. Yeah, it's gimmick and everything. It works. And then like he's very mobile. But then when you look at Cassius Ono, he's like busting out of his outfit. And I'm like, bro, come on, man. And he was never like hella big like that. Like Kevin Owens, he was never hella buff, but he yeah. was kind of chubby all the time. Yeah. Like Chris Hero was yoked. He oh, was yeah, like yeah. slim and buff looking when he was the uh, Kings of Wrestling with goddamn Claudio Casanoli. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Antonio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Claudio, man. The, the Kings of Wrestling were buffed. Yeah. The the one that comes to mind, which I what makes it kind of sad because he recently left, but when he came back from his latest his last injury was uh Dean Ambrose, because that boy came back super yoked. Like, yeah, and you know what? It's hella weird because it's like he came back buff, but he left looking like normal again yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah look buff no more so yeah, it's like, yeah. what happened? it's literally when he first came out he kind of looked like a mini triple h based on yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know his traps was all up and everything. <laughs> i was like there you go dean that's what's up yeah yeah take care of yourself man <laughs> before we start i just wanted to kind of give everyone a reminder about our weekly ama instagram story where you can ask us any questions it doesn't even have to make sense you, you know? can ask us anything like you can ask me what i ate for lunch yeah if you want to ask us anything you could do that and we will answer it with the utmost respect as long <laughs> as you ask a question respectfully don't be like hey ho what'd you do i'm not gonna answer that <laughs> yes respect for respect there we go yeah man r for r r for r nice so this week we have a question from joe I will go ahead and answer this one to give you some time to reply. <laughs> but he asks, which wrestler can you see crossing over into movies similar to Cena and The Rock? And I have no clue, but I instinctively will kind of go with someone. Because I don't want to say Roman Reigns, because I think. I mean, I know he has already some movies in the works, but I don't feel like it's going to be like. He's going to be the next guy to cross over from the top of my head. I want it to be someone different and unique. And I hope this doesn't sound like a cliche answer, but I would actually want to go with someone in new day. And I wanted to say Kofi, but now as I'm saying it, I wouldn't mind Big E being like a guy. <laughs> to, I don't know if he'll be on the same levels as Cena and the rock, but I can see him being like a good like comedy guy, but a big comedy guy name. And then maybe from there, depending on how because he can play like the serious <laughs> guy in a lot of storylines, but I wonder how well his acting chops are actually mm, and like a fool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Ooh. I think I would want someone different throw into that limelight, so to speak. And yeah, Biggie or even Kofi, I think would be something different. It would feel really cool that those guys get like that spot, you know. Kofi would be dope in the movie because he's like, he kind of. I mean, he's still a buff ass dude, but yeah. he's probably the most shaped like a normal person out of the three of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Xavier Woods is like five ten, but he's pretty buff. Mm-hmm. Big E is like five nine. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he's really buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, those are just ridiculous proportions but Kofi's like you know he's probably like 6'1 or something like that he's a little mm-hmm. slender so it's like oh you like a normal person I can see you in a movie with normal people doing normal shit yeah 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 so you know he, he probably would have like the uh the flexibility to play different roles yeah um 
Yeah, I could, you know what? I could have swore I was daydreaming about this the other day. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Bray Wyatt. Ooh, I okay. would love to see Bray Wyatt crossover only because of like how well he puts himself into character with what he's doing. Because like what he's doing right now is like totally different from the Eater of Worlds. Mm-hmm. And the Eater of Worlds is like even different from, you know, when Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family kind of first hit the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had the shorter beard and then like the Hawaiian shirts. Because mm-hmm. like that's totally different too. And then all them dudes are different from uh, Husky Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so I... <laughs> Cut. Coming soon, by the way. <laughs> Straight up, man. Ain't hey, no lie. I'm not going to lie. I watched that whole season back in the day. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to remember these episodes when yeah, we get yeah. there. But I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Bray Wyatt, because I would really want to go with like The Miz and Randy Orton, but they already they, blew it. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't want to go with any of those direct-to-DVD guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what made it hard. I was like, oh, yeah, we ain't yeah. been in none of them stupid movies. Yeah, yeah. That's why I feel like, you know, either Kofi or Biggie for me. Mm, that'd be uh, dope. Yeah, I'm going to go Bray Wyatt, man, just because he's weird. Yeah. Um, man, nah, there's somebody who could be better, too. I'd like to see Kevin Owens be in a movie. He If he looked, if anybody looked like a normal person, is Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could just have him in there doing anything damn near. Because I can kind of see, yeah, either Biggie or Kofi being in another Jordan Peele movie, you know? Mm. He can play, like, either the buddy or he could even play like especially like biggie i think he could play like a villain too de- yeah depending on like, what type of movie it it is and then yeah he can easily still be like a buddy comedy in like a different movie so nice yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I like those two for sure yeah i don't know that's tough dude yeah i'd want to see like andrade in a novella mm-hmm. like because <laughs> because i'm not gonna lie I, I would i was not expecting batista to break out when he first kind of jumped out there. So for me, like it could really be anybody that gets the right movie role and you never know like how they break out. Yeah, that true. That. I'm, st- I'm still really waiting for John. You know what? Did you see Blockers? No, no. Blockers is hella funny. Oh, really? Yeah. But not even like all kinds of like John Cena, but that's just a funny movie. Mm. But like uh, me and Jamie watched it at her sister house on Sunday. So like. I don't. I wouldn't say that that's John Cena's breakout role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still waiting for John Cena to get that because I don't think he got it yet. Because he was in Bumblebee, but he was only kind of in Bumblebee. Like, yeah, yeah. He was in Blockers, but like it really wasn't about him. Kind of, it was about mm-hmm. him and the other parents. So like he hasn't had that one role where you was just like, "Yo, John Cena killed that shit." Yeah. And you know what it might be for him because he's in talks to uh. Like play something in the next Suicide Squad, so like oh, yeah, maybe he. It. But then again, like Idris Elba's in that movie too, and I'm like, bro, I don't really know how you're gonna outshine him. But we'll see how that works. But I would love to see John Cena really get that like breakout role for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think Cena. It's just a matter of time, like how you just said, where it's just that one, that one role that will come by and really put him up on on another level at that point. So yeah, I I can't wait, and I can't wait to see who. We'll, we'll be the next guy who just kind of steps out there and, you know, takes advantage of the opportunity. Mm. Of course, you probably won't feel that way about it after he's beaten you. What's that? I said you probably won't feel that way about it after he beats you. A bold statement. You certainly seem to have a lot of confidence in this mystery fighter of yours. Hmm, huh? All right, guys. I'm afraid that I can't win this fight. I need someone to take over. And his name is John Cena! 
so let's get this show on the road because this is a very jam-packed episode. Probably, you know, they weren't lying when this is probably the most important and also influential show going forward, I would say. Like, this is pretty much now kind of really making the ball roll, as we were saying, where some of the episodes were, you know, good, but they didn't really contribute to the overall story and pro- the overall story progressing. Mm-hmm. But then this de- this definitely kind of shocked shocked me in some areas and also really got the ball rolling to get this story really going forward at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is episode NXT number 12 on May 11th, 2010. Let me make sure I get this right from the S. Oh, no. From, see, I already got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> from the HSBC Arena in Buffalo, New York. So I do have some home skillet British Columbia arena. Oh, ah, is wait, is that what it is? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I hope I got it right. <laughs> nah, I'm definitely. I've made that up right now. <laughs> so I do have some fun facts, but they're kind of spoilery now. So I'll mention it at the end of the episode. But yeah, I have some some fun facts after this episode. Oh, okay. Well, since we have time in the beginning to fill some some facts i'm just gonna throw out a really stupid fact and okay. that the buffalo bills are the only new york team that plays in the state of new york really yeah uh the jets and the giants play in new jersey oh yeah interesting mm-hmm. how many well without looking this up is new york probably the most sports franchisee city in in the u.s as far as like every sport Oh, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe LA. just like one city. Yeah. Like New York, maybe Los Angeles now. Yeah. Because they got t- technically they have the Angels and the Dodgers. Yeah. Because they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Oh, OK. <laughs> so, yeah. And they have Los Angeles Dodgers. Then they got the Lakers and Clippers. And now they got two football teams. Mm. So yeah, they're they're up there with New York. But New York has three football teams, two basketball teams. I feel like they have two baseball teams too. They right? for sure have two baseball teams because they have the Mets and the uh Yankees. the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the only difference is that they got three football teams in, in that mm. one city. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Or actually, no. So it would be the New York Jets, the New York Giants, and then the Buffalo Bills, oh. Buffalo, New York. Oh, okay. So they're the only team who plays in the state of New York, <laughs> period. Jeez. So, yeah, New York City and probably Los Angeles probably have the most sports franchises because I don't know if they have a soccer team because we got the L.A. Galaxy down mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I'm pretty sure they also have. I know they had a team in the old XFL, and I'm pretty sure they probably do have a team in the in the upcoming XFL as well. So do yeah. they? Because I thought I seen the city's list. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty Is sure. New- I'm pretty sure it's Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's New York. Yeah, we just got snubbed this time because SF doesn't have one this time around. Even though we were in the finals with LA during the first XFL. <laughs> run. Shout out to the SF Demons, you yeah. feel me? <laughs> Come back. <laughs> I'm about to go find me a Demons jersey on eBay for sure. We'll, 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 we'll always give you a plug on the show if you come back. So hey man, let's do that. Hey, you remember that? Uh, what a jersey? I, I had a like a Orlando Rage jersey back oh, in the yeah, day. Yeah. 
God. It's, <laughs> it's funny. I'll I'll bring this up when we get to those episodes. But do you remember uh, NXT guy Bull Dempsey? Yes. Yeah. He uh, he was rocking the Orlando Rage's logo on his uh, on his <laughs> on the back of his singlet. I think so. I was like. That looks super familiar. And I what? thought Bull Dempsey was Killian Dane when, oh, yeah. <laughs> when Killian Dane joined Sanity. I was like, oh, look at Bull Dempsey. What? No. <laughs> no. No, never mind. Not him. Yeah, that's... <laughs> we'll get to you, Bull. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll... I shout out to Bull Dempsey, too. We'll, we'll hit you up on a future episode for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> All righty. So to kick us off, they finally do have a video recap before the show starts. I will give the production crew some credit here because... In the amount of time that they had in this one minute or two minute recap, they did a really good job of explaining everything. <laughs> yeah, dude, like that video package was dope. Like yeah. it set the uh, it set the uh, set the precedent for the rest of the episode really good. You were yeah. just like, okay, here we go. All right, <laughs> I felt like I was watching it forever, but yeah, like you said, I think it was only like a minute. Yeah, <laughs> but they did everything. They they got over the concept of the of the show. They got over the concept of the competition. <laughs> And they got over majority of everyone's kind of character and and current storyline. So I was like, you know, you know, applaud to you guys. I, I think the more we keep talking about it, I may have to bump up the <laughs> the score for that one. So I'll, I'll see how it goes for the rest of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to television's hottest new show, the most unpredictable hour of television. This is NXT. Eight NXT rookies are paired with eight WWE pros. You gotta wonder how these WWE pros and the rookies are gonna mesh. Success or failure is determined by a vote from these esteemed WWE pros. This is the future. This is the future. You either tap or you snap. It don't work like that around here. What a move by Gabriel! Meet the new success story, Wade Barrett. Skip Sheffield could be peaking at the right time. Yep, yep, yep. What it do? I want it more than you. I want it more than you. And I show it. You're looking at a pit bull off the leash. Every last one of you. Heath Slater has pinned Chris Jericho. The winner of tonight's challenge, Heath Slater. Yeah, after after the recap, then Matt Stryker is uh, ringside and, mm-hmm. you know, introduces all the rookies so far. I will list them out in order as they walk down and mention their, their current record going into the uh, the poll. Nice. So Barrett comes out first, and he's currently 5-4. and four. Daniel Bryan comes out next, and he's still winless at 0-10. and 10. Damn. Gabriel is next and he is five and two. Otunga is even at four and four. Skip is one and five. Slater is five and three. I, I was kind of surprised by this because I, I thought he would be higher, but you know, really good record compared to the rest of the rookies. Yeah, he kind of uh he had some losses later. Mm-hmm. Tarver finally had picked up his first victory, so now he's at one and seven. 
And Darren Young currently has the best record at seven and two, which I was the opposite. I thought he had lost more matches, but he has a really good record. Right I wasn't now. ready for that either. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> seven and two, huh? All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Ever since. And I think he went on a streak. Yeah. Because I feel like he lost two straight. And yeah. And yeah. just went. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Because they definitely played that character development really well where once he and Punk started getting along and Gallows and Serena were kind of helping him out, he definitely picked it up and, and was, you know, picking yeah. up victories. You know what? I think we just didn't pay attention to him right because mm-hmm. he won early with that, like... Uh, his, oh, that's right. His full Nelson, um, like, flatliner type thing. What did you call that? Like the Oh, uh, the heat wave. Ah, man, I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, like, uh, like party beach. <laughs> the South Party beach bomb. Yeah, <laughs> like the beach ball. Yeah. <laughs> Striker kind of replays a video recap of the rookies from last night on Raw. I didn't have a chance to to watch this match, but I'll just kind of describe what they played in this replay. It was apparently all eight rookies in a tag team match against four pros, and none of the pros were actually the current pro roster. Yeah, man, it was like Yoshitatsu, uh, Santino Morella, uh, John Morrison, and... Mr. Dust. <laughs> oh yeah, Gold Dust. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty random. Now I <laughs> now I kind of want to go back and see if they explain this random four person team, but yeah, it was really random. So it was kind of cool because Brian actually picked up the victory over Santino with a with a small package, mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool because like that's his first victory ever in WWE, mm. and they um they they really highlighted that, and it was kind of cool because they were all you know they had good camaraderie with each other when they won so it was a good shot that they were all celebrating together and were really happy small package big results yes <laughs> at this point i thought they were right getting it right into the the pros poll because at that point striker then goes up to tarver and asks him if he re- remembers saying this and they replay the the video package from last week when Stryker had asked Tarver who should be eliminated next week, and Tarver had said himself, which threw you know Stryker off and threw everybody off and saying like you know why did he choose himself? And Tarver had said it because of all the Walking Dead bodies are <laughs> are safe if he's not around. So it was kind of interesting. And then at that point, Stryker says that the WWE officials said. If a WWE superstar does not believe in themselves, why should the WWE believe in them? And he regrets to tell Tarver that he has been eliminated. So Tarver is the first person eliminated from the NXT competition. My guy. So, yeah, it was it was kind of interesting because I it made sense. But then it's kind of cool that they really threw back to the last segment from last week Mm -hmm. and capturing like what they had actually said in those promos. So yeah, Tarver's the first one to go and he was kind of in disbelief because he was like smiling at first. And then as he was walking down back to the the ramp, he kind of turned back around and then he got mad and started saying like, you know, it's not my fault. And then he was being held down the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then he was pretty pissed off. Gentlemen, last week I asked you who you would eliminate. Michael Tarver, do you remember saying this? 
do you think should be eliminated next week? Me. What? I should be eliminated next week. Because if I'm not here, then every last one of these walking dead bodies are safe. Michael, WWE management feels if a superstar doesn't believe in himself, then how can anyone believe in the WWE superstar? Michael Tarver, I regret to inform you, you have been eliminated. Good luck. Please exit the arena. So, yeah, at that point, myself included, the crowd thought that was it, that, you know, Tarver is the first one eliminated. But at the same time, I was kind of confused because they didn't actually do the poll results or anything like that. And then that's when they kind of hit us with the next surprise, which is uh, Stryker went up and walked up to Daniel Bryan and did the same thing. He's like, do you remember what you said last week? And then they play his his uh, package from last week saying something similar where, you know, he said he hadn't won a match in NXT. And if he was being honest with himself, that he should be eliminated. And, you know, at that point, Stryker just says, like, you know, I'm sorry to say, but you're also el eliminated as well. And I was really thrown off because I didn't remember. Man, <laughs> I didn't either. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I I was totally thrown off and it really got me and it got the fans too because they were like whoa like they they were super thrown off mm -hmm. by not only like i think the same thing too everyone thought that tarver was the first person eliminated and the person that they were going to eliminate tonight and yeah then, that, that was going to be it mm -hmm. daniel bryan you were asked the same question last week do you remember saying this daniel bryan who do you think should go home next week on the elimination version of NXT. To be quite honest, um, I'm the only guy here who hasn't won a match. And uh, if there's anybody that should be eliminated next week, it, it, it should be me. Daniel, you have been eliminated from NXT. Good luck, buddy. How about an ovation for Daniel Bryan? So the commentary team did a good uh, a good job, too, of acting surprised, like, whoa, we didn't expect that to happen. And they really made it a big deal that both Tarver and Bryan got eliminated. And, you know, Bryan was a good sport about it and just kind of accepted it and, uh, and walked off from there. Man. And Stryker then kind of tells the rest of the rookies that, you know, WWE management had threw them a curveball tonight, but then that the pros were actually still in the, in the talks right now where they're still kind of organizing the poll, the pros the poll pros. elimination. And yeah, pretty much they were still going to do an elimination tonight. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Whoa. So right off the bat, we're going to get three people gone in this episode. And I was like, wow, they, they, it was funny because they literally went from like progressing the story really slowly to just like ramping yeah, up. <laughs> That's because you know what they realized? They were like, dude, we are 12 weeks into this and we haven't eliminated anybody. Yeah. We need to. And that one dude in the meeting was like, I told you we should have started eliminating yeah. people like episode 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're trying to catch back up. Yeah. 
but in a way it was it made it really surprising and i i i like the segment just because yeah because it was like yeah we ain't bullshit no more (laughs) (laughs) show you what we really about and everybody's like okay yeah yeah so i was like all right all right i like this it's definitely it has my interest now and like (laughs) i'm awake now (laughs) (laughs) i i i really want to see how how they're gonna go about this so yeah and then at that point they really rushed it right along where striker just says the next matchup is slater versus barrett and they're and the match is like right now and mm-hmm. so there's no entrances they literally just had to go in there and start uh fighting each other and yeah i i gotta give josh and cole a lot of credit for really reacting to to everything that just had happened and making it a big deal it's a lot to take in it's like whoa man i don't know, i need to react <laughs> it was like a couple guys gone already yes yeah. And you know, Michael Cole was like, you know what? I hated that guy, but oh man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like what? that. I hated him, but I still respect yeah. what he did. So I, I thought that was really good. Michael Cole's the most bipolar like announcer <laughs> I've ever like listened to because he'll be like like just wrecking guys and at the same time he was like show him the utmost respect. He's like a sour patch kid. Yeah. I think like that's kind of what they're doing with uh Corey Graves now, I think. Oh my god. Corey Graves is it's like it's cool the way he does it because he says everything in the same tone. Oh yeah. So it's yeah. Just like oh, I thought you didn't like this or oh, I thought you were going to say something nice and you didn't. Yeah. He's kind of like Bobby Heenan where he- Heenan uh always hated Hogan if Hogan was face or heel. Yeah, like it don't matter. It don't matter. And then Corey is doing that with Elias. Like he he always hates Elias no matter what. Like even if he's like face or heel, which is yeah pretty funny. <laughs> he, he he absolutely hates Elias. And and he's been dogging Elias since NXT, which is like <laughs> that. I really appreciate the consistency. Yeah, that's good continuity right there. <laughs> nice. So to start off, Slater hits a a nice drop kick and clotheslines Barrett out to the outside. Then Barrett kind of reverses Slater and clotheslines him on the outside. Barrett does a good job because he starts attacking Slater's back, which is really cool because he's he's been very consistent too throughout the whole season, like attacking his opponent's backs to kind of set up the wasteland. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. I would say that, yeah, Barrett's been the most consistent on everything, like promo-wise, mm-hmm. character-wise, and move-wise, where it makes sense that he has a plan and a strategy yeah. for everything. I like Cole's analogy here where as they're wrestling – still getting the importance of what's happening. He's like, this is kind of like the start of the playoffs for these rookies when these eliminations have started occurring. Mm. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like that analogy to um, to get that concept over for the, the average user who doesn't know like what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was pretty good. They also do a good job of uh, the rookies having to be careful of what they say based on like what Brian and Tarver had said the week before. So now the rookies should be kind of cautious exactly what they say on the mic and everything. Slater does some good uh, offensive work on Barrett doing his jumping forearms. Barrett tries to go for the wasteland and Slater counters it into like a really nice back uh, neck breaker. And then Slater goes up to the top rope and attempts a cross body. And then Barrett (laughs) really just catches him in midair. And does a really nice counter into the wasteland for the win. Hey, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was watching this match and like 
I looked away for a hot minute to do something while I was working. Yeah. And then I heard Barrett yell. Yeah. And I turned. I was like, oh, the match is about to end. Yeah. And then he's like hitting the waistline. I was like, ah, nailed it. Yeah. yeah I knew yeah. that yell would never let me down. <laughs> and then I watched the replay. I was like, oh, he did like, that's like one of uh, Cena's counters. Mm-hmm. Where he catches him and like throws him back up and then tosses him up for the. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, the A. A. Maybe uh, back back in this time, was it the uh, was it the FU? Mm, I think they had just changed it to the AA. Wow, I really? It's been that long? I think Cena used the FU from 04 to 07. I wow, say. that's it? Yeah, it was very short. Oh, it was wow. only mostly during his Dr. Thugonomics gimmick. Oh, and his, then, like, yeah. Like right at the very beginning of his, uh, you know, Cena gimmick. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, because he had the STFU and then the FU. And then the attitude adjustment was that a... Uh, was the natural selection that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. So, yeah, Barrett picks up the victory at uh, 3.09. And, yeah, I, I liked it. It was it was a really simple and short match, but a really effective finish. And, yeah, I, I don't know from your perspective, like, how hard is it to actually catch someone midair like that? I always find it amazing when, when wrestlers do it. Like, it it's... Just, strength yeah it's yeah, like yeah. strength and balance and then like at the same time it's on Heath to not jump at him really hard but to mm-hmm. kind of jump light yeah like it's like catch me versus like i'm trying to knock you down so like it's like regardless of what like that's still a 200 pound man yeah that you're catching in midair and that you're gonna sling back over your shoulders so like that's one of those those feats that really like you can never say that wrestlers aren't athletes because mm-hmm. like it, you have to be athletic to do some, you know, do some shit like that. So like, yeah. that was really dope. I really like the, uh, the, the three to five minute match. If it's done right, it mm-hmm. could be very entertaining. Like you could tell a whole story. Like yeah, you could yeah. get the, you could like, if you just tuned into that match and you didn't know you could be able to pick out like, okay, that guy's a good guy. And then that guy's a bad guy. So yeah. like, that's, that's where like, it really tests like the, the wrestler's limits to establish like, like a mini movie in like three to five minutes. Yeah. yeah I yeah. like that range of, of match for like a one hour show. Three to five minutes is a good match. And then I think, you know, your main event should be like seven and 12. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's always that cliche that they say, you know, no matter how much time you get, on on the card on any show you should just make the most out of it oh definitely and, and these guys did exactly that where like it was simple it was short but it worked and mm-hmm. that's all that's all as long as it leaves an impression and and stands out then you've done your job yeah nobody got squashed like i wouldn't say slater got no. squashed i say like you know barrett just got the upper hand there he was one step ahead of his opponent mm-hmm. exactly cool so at this point then cole says that Stryker has a very special guest backstage, and it's actually Tarver. So Stryker kind of interviews him, trying to get his feedback of, you know, how he's feeling. And I have here that, you know, Tarver pretty much knocks it out of the park. He delivers the best promo he's ever done. I know. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) So... Oh. He just found his voice, yeah. like right there. It's not yelling. Yeah, yeah. It's just speaking. Mm-hmm. It's just talking to people. And I'm like, oh, you just found it, bro. Yeah. You saw a glimpse of it. Yeah. In like the other eleven episodes, but it was like right then and there. It was like the culmination of like what Michael Tarver was supposed to offer us. Yeah. I'll play the whole clip, but I will say that my favorite line from the whole thing was when 
when he was asking him because he was being super honest too when he was asking him like if he thought the ruling was fair and everything and then the line that got to me he was like i'm i'm used to making i'm used to taking crumbs and making them into a feast i was like ooh, that was a really good one i was like that's so poetic and yeah i'm stealing that actually yeah <laughs> i was like wow that's really cool and, and like how you mentioned just this is the tarver that i really wanted to see and yeah i uh, i i don't remember the rest of his run in the fed but if he had kept going with this gimmick and this kind of tone i think he really would have stood out and you know definitely he just missed his mark or maybe you know he just didn't know where it was yet and he found it right then and there and i was like oh but like it's like the last couple of weeks you started to see those those glim mm-hmm. the glimmer of what he could offer you so that's when like i kind of changed yeah my tone on him i was like oh you know what yeah i think i like michael tarver yeah yeah and this tour to, i mean you know i think it was an episode where we realized that he was, <laughs> he's doing the he's tour, doing the tour <laughs> of the islands like, oh man michael tarver's my guy and then we started paying attention to him like yeah, oh man you're not bad yeah yeah terrible Michael Tarver, you've just been eliminated. Do you think the ruling was fair? Do you have any idea what it's like to sleep in a car? Do you have any idea what it's like to not know how you're going to be able to take care of your children? Do I think the ruling was fair? Yes. Do I think the contest was fair? No. Let me ask you this. You had a rather peculiar approach to the challenges. Was this part of your strategy to to be noticed? I have made a living out of taking crumbs and making a feast. There is no possible way you can put me in a crowd of people and not notice me unless you choose not to. And even then, I'll make you notice me. What's next? For the son of a preacher, the son of a prize fighter. What's next for Michael Tarver? Best of luck in your future endeavors, Michael. Back to you. So Stryker then asks him, uh, you know, what's next for you? And Tarver just walks off. And, you know, I think that was the perfect way to Mm -hmm. end end that promo. From there, we go to commercial break. And right after we have Skip versus Darren Young. Yep, yep, yep. What it do? What it do? Right at the beginning, Josh does a really good job on saying how, you know, storytelling wise, how Skip is really refocused now. Like he's a a new person Mm -hmm. and will listen to everything that William Regal tells him. And I really like it because it is kind of like an early Ryback where he's not yelly, but he's also, he's really intense now. Yeah, that's the word, intense. And I really liked it. Skip does a really strong uh, backhand reversal that looked really good. And yeah, the commentators are still doing a really good job of getting over how important this match is too, and also the previous match because since the voting is still happening, it really you know is their last opportunity to kind of showcase what why they should stay and everything. Mm-hmm. So really good job by the commentary team there. It, it was interesting because the, they also mentioned that Skip does two hour leg workouts, so. It's good that the big guy is not just muscle mm-hmm. top heavy. He's also kind of fo- focusing on his legs. Power and speed. Yes. <laughs> Skip does a nice body slam on Young and then misses like his trademark splash. Young takes advantage and does like really nice shoulder tackles after that. Then Young tries to hit the the heat wave finisher and then Skip does a nice reversal into his move, the the piggyback stunner. And yeah, gets the win at 305 and 
looked good too. I, I I had it where like it was his best finisher. Oh, the backpack yeah, center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the backpack center, and I hate it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it looks dangerous. It does look dangerous. So I'm like, mm, but I mean, it must not be. But when I look at it, I'm like, I feel like there's a a high margin for error, but it's such a cool move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the uh the vertebraker or the cop killer. Mm-hmm. Like that's like one of the most dangerous moves ever, but it's like one of the dopest. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're gonna kill somebody. Yeah. But it's dope. <laughs> and then after match, it was really cool because as soon as he won, then the camera cuts to Regal and he has like that very subtle, impressed expression on his face. And you know, Regal's just the best because all it takes is just like a slight modification to his face. And he tells like a whole story from there. And yeah, I, it's I, like you finally achieved it. I see it now. I believe in you. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. do this. Yeah. And, and all he did was like smirk. Exactly. <laughs> and then happy together and they're walking uh up the, the ramp together. And like I really like the interaction because it, it shows like finally you're you're all this all these weeks of me, you know, trying to guide you, it it, fi- it finally clicked at that point. And yeah, I, I really like the interaction. You finally turned that puzzle piece to fit. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. With corn fed meathead? Corn fed meathead. Yeah, he's he's like dropping that now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's kinda yeah, it's kinda cool seeing him and Young's character development from just the very beginning of the season till now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I totally forgot about the corn fed stuff. Now he's like corn fed meat. It's cause he got spikes on his vest now. Mm, yes. You don't eat corn <laughs> when you got spikes Spiky, on his vest, bro. It's, he's like a goth Steve Austin. Uh. <laughs> Stop wearing his cowboy hat, huh? Yes, he did. Yeah, he stopped. Yeah, as soon as he dropped the chain, the Austin vest, mm-hmm. and the cowboy hat, picked he, up some spikes. Yep, yep, yep. What did do? Yeah. <laughs> so, so from there we go to commercial break, and we would come back. I think this is the first time they ever did a SmackDown rebound, which threw me off because I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> uh, did they change nights? No, it was still it was still Tuesday, but they. They normally do, of course, the Raw rebound. So this is why it threw me off that they had done a SmackDown rebound. But maybe, yeah, I may have to double check it again. It is kind of random that they did a rebound on SmackDown. So, uh, hmm. yeah, hmm. yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll double check this after the show and I'll bring it up on the next podcast. But it threw me off. Cause oh, I, uh, probably because it was um Hardy. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was in it. Yeah. But it is weird because yeah, normally I'm they tape it the same day, so I, mm-hmm. I don't know how they did that quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's just a quick turnaround, I guess, because they needed that to give um to give context for the main event. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, speaking of Drew McIntyre, we were just talking about like his physique and how we 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 weren't really into his character when he first debuted, and this is that era. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I totally don't remember his first run ever, and I didn't know that he feuded with Hardy at that point either. So. It was, it was a good recap. I, I needed to kind of have that refresher that these two guys had been beefing at one point. You know? Drew McIntyre's first run was lame. Yeah. Absolutely lame. He was just like this. He looked like. <laughs> he was like Big Cass before Big Cass, but like skinnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a skinny Big Cass. And he just didn't have an Enzo. And the future shock DDT is stupid yeah. for a guy that's six foot seven. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, at his physique, it didn't look like he was six foot seven, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he looked, was just like a little lanky kind yeah. of dude. Yeah. But, you know, he had the spark. Yeah. And it got him the Intercontinental title. So, mm-hmm. 
Did he ever win the tag titles? Mm, I don't think he won it in that run, but... Or like with 3MB? No, 3MB... No, I don't think they ever won either. Oh, man, I was hoping he was like secretly close to being a triple crown. Yeah. (laughs) He he might still get there, so... He will. Yeah. Wait, did him and Ziggler win it? Yes. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. One more, baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's the sneaky ones that get you. Him and Ziggler are the best. Yeah. Tag team titles with the Spirit Squad. (laughs) All right. So from there, then we get a over-the-limit pay-per-view promo. And then they kind of recap the the surprise eliminations from earlier tonight. At that point, then, Stryker interviews Daniel Bryan in the back. And kind of asked him the same question that he asked Tarver if if he thought the ruling was fair. Brian was, you know, modest as always where he says, you know, absolutely. And he doesn't uh, ever make any excuses. Stryker then asks if he regrets leaving the independence to eventually drown in the big leagues known <laughs> as the WWE, which was kind of a random question to ask him. <laughs> and <laughs> I, at, at, at that point, it was kind of funny because then Brian says, uh, yeah, it's funny. Daniel Bryan never wrestled on the independent scene. So, and I was like, oh, nicely done. <laughs> Very smart. Yeah. Then, you know, at that point, he starts describing the Brian uh, Danielson. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> American Dragon, if you want to be that way. <laughs> he starts describing that character instead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to say it. That's how you do it, man. If at first you don't succeed, move the fuck on. <laughs> and he uh, he says, you know, what's next for that guy? So he, even even Stryker doesn't want to say the name at that point. He, he know better. Yeah. Like, nope, can't be putting you over that way, buddy. Yeah. What's next for you? Yeah. Taps him on the chest yeah, like yeah. this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was kind of weird. I don't know if you caught it, but the cameraman just starts shaking in, it looked like an earthquake. I think he started laughing. Yeah, it was it was it was so random. And Stryker also looks at the cameraman clearly, like, but I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know if he was laughing or if he something had happened. But the it was really weird that the cameraman just literally started shaking at that point, and nice. it was super distracting. Like you you could not not notice it in a way. So Daniel, do you feel the process that you were eliminated from? Do you feel that was fair? Absolutely. Um, I never make excuses, ever. And if the pros think that I'm one of the worst guys on the show and they think I should be eliminated, then eliminate me. Uh, I'll find a way to make it somehow. I got to ask, do you regret leaving the independent scene where you were a big fish in a small pond to ultimately drown in the sea that is the WWE? Well, that's funny because uh, Daniel Bryan never wrestled on the independent scene. I don't know, uh, if you go on YouTube, Daniel Bryan, all you ever see is... Daniel Bryan in the WWE, but there was this guy, man, he was out there, he was kicking people's heads in. People called him the best wrestler in the world, the best technical wrestler in the world. He was a champion of Japan and Mexico and Europe, and do you know what his his name was? It was, you might know this guy. What's next for this guy? For for Daniel Bryan, I don't know, man, that that might be the end of him. I mean, he's, he's eliminated from NXT. I mean, he can't even beat rookies. What's wrong with this guy? He can take Batista to the limit, but he can't beat rookies. Daniel, might, Daniel Bryan might be done, but uh, Bryan Danielson, God knows what, what's going to happen to him. Bry, 
Best of luck in your future endeavors. I know you're going to be just fine. From there, we go to commercial break and we go to our main event, which is David Otunga versus Justin Gabriel. Mm. They do a a video package here and Cole does a good job explaining why the pros are actually partying and not on this episode. <laughs> he says that, yeah, all the, all the pros are, aren't here tonight because they're, you know, still negotiating and talking about who is going to, is going to get eliminated later on. They mentioned why Hardy isn't here because of his interactions with McIntyre mm-hmm. and him still recovering from those injuries at the start of the match. Gabriel does like some really fundamental, really nice fundamental fireman carries. Mm-hmm. Like as basic as basic as they were, they look really good. Good old chain wrestling. Yeah, and followed up with like a nice drop drop kick right after. He tries to go for a move on the top rope, and Otunga does like a nice, you know, he pushes him off and counters him. And Gabriel does like a nice job as always selling these kind of explosive moves. And yeah, does a really good job of selling it, but also making sure he doesn't get injured <laughs> when he like gets reversed. I have here that the crowd is super behind Gabriel the whole, throughout the whole match. Mm-hmm. That in my book, he's already over. Like at this point, I don't even think he needs Hardy anymore. Where he, he doesn't. Yeah, I, he's finally uh, the crowd finally got behind him. Like he feeds off Hardy's music enough to where, and then they see Justin Gabriel and they keep cheering. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty cool because they oh it's the four fifty guy. Yeah. In my book, I was like, well, he doesn't need to win this competition because he pretty much is already mm-hmm. established. So I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, he peed done that shit. <laughs> Both men uh, try to do a suplex on each other on the on the apron and inside the ring. And then Otunga does a nice reversal where he kind of puts Gabriel on the top of the rope, like in the front suplex mm-hmm. and look really good. Josh tries to get Cole refocused because... You know, Cole is kind of still joking around about some stuff. And then Josh kind of says, like, you know, this is still the most important night of these rookies with the first elimination happening. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really like that he was, you know, getting him back on course. Otunga then just picks up Gabriel out of nowhere and lands the verdict for the victory. Yeah! At, at 244. <laughs> it was kind of... I had that this match was okay up until that point where it felt very anticlimactic, <laughs> you know? Because especially for the main event of the show, like it just kind of came out of nowhere. Where he's just like, eh, I'll pick you up and hit the finisher. I like I looked away for a minute. I looked back and I was like, what happened? Yeah. So I rewound it like yeah. I missed something. And I was like, no, I just blinked. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That was the last match before the 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 biggest pros poll <laughs> ever, man. So I was you know kind of lackluster and that will kind of factor into my scoring at mm. the scoring at the end but i'll get to that later so yeah here we go the biggest moment aside from the surprise eliminations that we had earlier and something that i kind of mentioned in the last episode where with the whole immunity it was kind of interesting how striker had worded that last week where mm-hmm. he said you know if you are the one in this case gabriel if gabriel happened to be in eighth place then he can use his immunity and the person before him will be eliminated. And that's why last week I was like, oh, how come they don't they just say seventh place will get eliminated? Mm-hmm. But in this case, they said it that way because there is no seventh place now because now sixth place will get you eliminated at this yep. point. So it's kind of interesting, but they didn't really factor that in. But I guess they kind of knew the booking for for next week. And that's why they didn't just say, oh, seventh place is going to be eliminated. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
So kind of cool that they it made sense now, but it didn't make sense last week. <laughs> Is what I'm trying to say. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get to the poll, Stryker says and does a really good job of explaining all the rookies journey so far with the sacrifice that they had to do to get to this stage, kind of really hyping up the the moment and mm-hmm. everything and reminds the crowd of the, the prize overall, where the, the winner will get a championship opportunity of their choosing at a future pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And before we get to the results, Stryker just wants to ask the rookies the same question that he asked last week and reminds the rookies to be careful with their answers based on what had happened earlier with, Brian and Tarver. He asks Young which rookie should be eliminated, and he says Barrett. And it was really funny because they kind of show Barrett's expression right after. He's like, he's like, why? Like, kind of like Otunga and Gabriel. Like, what did I even do to yeah, you? Yeah, like, why? Why are they beefing? Like, they <laughs> they haven't been beefing at all this whole time, and it was just kind of out of nowhere. That he I just, think uh, he picked Barrett because he because he pie faced him last week. Oh right. Man. Okay, that makes sense. I, I forgot about that. So yeah, he pie fast that food. So Barrett was like, "What? Are you still bitter about that?" Yeah, <laughs> but in a way, he's like, "Dude, you know, I'm I'm number two right now, and like, I haven't done anything like, wrong." Come on, man. <laughs> Let's be reasonable. Don't be bitter about yeah, yeah. it. Let's be real. <laughs> Come on, dude. Get out of my face. <laughs> and then from there, he asks Slater the same question, and Slater says Otunga, and follows up saying like, "Why do you say Otunga?" And he says, because he doesn't belong here. And and that's it. And then Gabriel tries to be a badass here where he kind of gets asked the same question. Oh, I don't care. Because I have immunity. Because I have immunity. (laughs) And then Stryker calls him out. He's like, come on, just answer the question. (laughs) And then then he just says, yeah, Otunga should be eliminated. (laughs) And then Skip says Otunga as well. And same thing I have noted here that I like it because... He's kind of still that future Ryback intensity during his uh, promo here. I think I liked the I liked how nobody was messing with Otunga. They was like, you know what, well, we all want him out of here. Yeah, yeah. Otunga then says that he picks Slater because he's trying to rip off his style. And then I like Slater's expression too. He's like, what? Like we're totally two different. Yeah. Like, Doesn't he call him like a hick or? Like, yeah, he calls a, him. I'm like. Yeah, mean yeah yeah first gabriel and now and now slater judge me by the way they look yeah no no good no good (laughs) but at that point i have here that barrett delivered the best one because he says like well it doesn't really matter who who gets eliminated because they're all gonna drop like flies in the end which i thought was pretty cool Mm -hmm. Uh, but he said like if he had to just pick one he has to pick Hotunga too so (laughs) i have here even the heels don't help each other out, which was, was nice. pretty good. So, yeah, here we go. The first ever pros poll where the person in last place gets eliminated. First place this time is Wade Barrett. Damn right. And despite everyone voting Otunga, Otunga actually gets second place. I know. I was like, whoa, because yeah. I had him on my list of people to possibly be eliminated. Because mm-hmm. the way he had... Uh, he was in fifth place during the initial polls poll. So this is, this is definitely a huge upgrade for him. Yeah, he's made a climb because Barrett was just in second last time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's definitely had the biggest jump from everybody at this point. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of plays in tie with um, Brian being cut. So it makes sense. So from there... Third place is Justin Gabriel, and he is safe either way. because That's where he was last time, yeah? Or was it 
Brian Barrett Slater, Gabriel? No, I think you're right. I think he wasn't third. Third, place. yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He wasn't third place. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Gabriel stays in the same spot, and he was safe either way. So the whole immunity didn't really factor in into this this poll. And yeah, Slater Gator is still uh, fourth place as well. So him and Gabriel keep their same spot. And then at this point, Stryker tells Young and Skip to step forward and, you know, kind of gives the spiel that, you know, this is the moment where we find out whose dream mm-hmm. goes on and, you know, where, the, where one person's going home. And then, yeah, we get Young in fifth place. So my my boy, he's out of here. I didn't even get it. I was watching it and I was like, okay. <laughs> Skip's the six. What's next? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it's like, Skip. I was like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, what do you mean? Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, this whole episode hurt my feelings. Like, yeah. It, on so many levels. I was like, bro, you guys are killing me. It, it, I mean, it worked because it, it actually, I, I was invested too. Oh, I was very invested after that first five minutes and I seen Tarver and Brian go down. I was like, what is, because ne-? I, I forgot about that. I was yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. Got rid of my guy, Skip. <laughs> Corn fed meathead, baby. Yeah. So I have here also, I think Skip also cuts his best promo to date because he says that he was misguided. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought he was going to go the same route that Young and the other rookies have gone where they've been blaming their coach. Mm-hmm. But he goes the other way and he says like, yeah, he doesn't blame Regal at all. And yeah, I was like, so who misguided? Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird, but it was it worked because at that point he put over he put over Regal and says that he should have listened to Regal the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it was cool that he he kind of accepted it. He learned from his mistakes and says that this isn't the last time that you'll see Skip. So mm-hmm. yeah, know. he uh, he like owned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I liked it. I I like his. Like how I mentioned, like, I like his growth throughout the season. And, yeah, I think it was his best promo today and just being the bigger man at this point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, broke my heart, though. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, not Skip. <laughs> Skip, what are your thoughts? You've been eliminated. I have something to say. From day one, I have been misguided. For the past 12 weeks, I have been misguided. And you people have not seen the real Skip Sheffield. And you know what? William Regal is not to blame. He told me the right things from the beginning, and I should have listened to him. But you know what? Everything happens for a reason, Matt Stryker. And Skip Sheffield will be back. So, yeah, that is the first poll. And I was surprised because then Stryker says that next week they're going to do another one. So <laughs> right they must there. be like running towards the end and they really needed to pull back. It's like, oh, crap, dude. Bro. How many episodes do we have for this? They were like, bah, bah, bah. oh, crap. Yeah. So like, Wrap it up. Like, <laughs> that's definitely what had happened because they were taking their sweet time in the beginning. And then all of a sudden they were like, you know, this is season based, right? Like, oh crap. <laughs> we got like, oh, ooh, yeah. We're gonna need, ooh. All right, let's do it. Three, <laughs> one episode. Or maybe the ratings were bad too, so they needed to spice it up hella hard. Like, yeah, like from the the segment from last week, yeah, the ratings were already kind of going down. So I feel like this was their attempt 
to, to that. You know what? Maybe they thought they had more episodes than they really did. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was like maybe the pilot, they thought maybe they were going to get like, I don't know. I don't even know how many episodes in it. Like yeah. 15 or something? Yeah, like 15. Yeah, it's not even that much. We're almost done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought maybe they thought that they were going to like, like 18 or something like that, yeah, 24. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, nah, bro, y'all got uh, 15. <laughs> it's like, what? They don't even like break into the year even. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, yeah, I was. I was totally surprised too. And well, we're gonna have another poll next week, and who's ever in fifth place at this point is gone. So yeah, wow, I can't believe we're almost done. Yeah, so we're <laughs> we're almost we're almost there. And yeah, that was that was the end of the episode. And Skip no, Tarver no, <laughs> Pride no. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, what did you think? And yeah, did you want to? Want to go first? Yeah, man, I'll jump right into the uh, scoring. Let me just go ahead and change tabs on my technology real quick. <laughs> Make it sound way more better than it really is. You feel me? <laughs> um, So let's see, man. For matches, I went three. Okay. I wanted to go more because I was liking those quick kind of like the first two. Yeah. And then the main event just ended way too random. Mm-hmm. So like I decided to go with just like, all right, that's pretty average. And you get like two kind of fun matches and in one like snoozer yeah average day yeah um let's see production i actually went four. Oh, okay. i went four because uh-huh. uh, like that first um the first video package really got me it set the precedent really good and then just i felt like just the way that the show flowed mm-hmm. was really good um there was that smackdown rebound mm-hmm. which was random but you know in retrospect it's because they had to talk about hardy as why he wasn't yeah, there yeah. Yeah. That was dope getting like, you know, hey, go watch SmackDown if you want to see what happens to him. Yeah. Here's why this dude's alone. That was dope. Um, I went for it. Nice. I'm going to stick with that. I didn't need to change or nothing. <laughs> Entertainment. I went three. OK. And although I like the episode a lot, I I will say that I wasn't. I don't think having your heart broken is entertainment. <laughs> so, like, I'll, as, I'll take that as a valid. Yeah. As much as I was hella into the episode, like, I wasn't entertained by this because I was uh, like, blood. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. my feelings are really hurt right now. So it's like, I wouldn't say that I was entertained to have, like, I would like much rather not have had my feelings hurt. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, but it was still a good episode. Like, don't let that three fool you into thinking that I didn't like the episode because I really liked it. I was yeah. entertained, but like that entertainment came with like more than my daily salt intake. Not even a grain of salt. It was <laughs> like I didn't need that much salt in one day. Like, yeah. Maybe if it was just like skip at the end getting eliminated, oh, yeah, that yeah, episode yeah. would have been like a four. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's like, you know, you got rid of my guy, like, I already liked Skip from the beginning. I know yeah. I like Daniel Bryan, and I like Brian Danielson and American Dragon. I like all of that that guy has to offer. But the way Michael Tarver grew on me, yeah, that was the one that hurt the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, dang, dude. Just when I was really starting to like come over <laughs> on this dude, because he was like my least favorite. Like yeah. out of the first, when I seen everybody, I was like, oh, I remember you. I can't stand you. Yeah. And then it's like when it came down to it, it's like, oh man, I hate to see you go. <laughs> Those are my scores, man. <laughs> nice. I have very similar. I I think we just kind of swapped in some areas, <laughs> but I have the scoring very similar. For commentary, I have a three, mm. just because I think they did a good job of getting the the show over, but I still like the commentary more from last week because I nice. thought they had set up everything 
better going into this show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, kind of the thing that Josh did too, where like he had to bring uh, Cole back into it and, and, and remind yeah. him like this is a big deal. Even though I think they did a really good job in the beginning of the show making it important with these surprise eliminations, they could have really just made it feel more important throughout the matches. I think. But, yeah. But during the actual poll parts of it, they they did they did a really good job of getting it important and make it feel like a big night kind of a feeling you know yeah no i I feel that yeah and yeah for for me matches i i also gave it a three just because yeah they were good and they told the story and the wrestlers themselves did a good job of like showing that urgency of yeah you know like uh the matches did what they were supposed to do Mm -hmm. and that for that like being very uh straightforward i'd say that we both uh, warranted that three yeah nice uh for me this is i think where we switched off where i gave production a three mm. just because you know like how you mentioned those are really valid points but for me yeah just kind of giving it all overall like i think i like the overall flow of the show mm-hmm. that that will kind of factor in me with the the way the crowd and yeah, the commentary and the the matches were and not so much on the actual production, but the production, like how you mentioned, did a really good job with the recap videos. Mm. And especially that beginning recap video, it was like really good to catch up someone who's like just tuning in Mm -hmm. or or just needed to catch up on one or two episodes. That recap video is like, (laughs) it's like, say like when you get a textbook, right? Yeah. And then, you read the chapter and you get that summary at the end. Yeah. yeah and it yeah. summarized everything you just read. If you would have just read that and didn't read none of the other stuff, it kind of would have made sense. Yeah. But you really needed to watch the rest of it. With this video package, it damn near told you everything, everything you yeah. needed to know. So, like, if you didn't watch anything and you just went straight to the summary, you were like, oh, okay. Yeah. You just like, the only thing you would have missed. Is like the emotional attachment yeah. that you would get like from episode to episode, but that summary was damn good. Yeah. What was it when we were watching Mania where you had told one of your buddies to? He was like, "I don't know what's going on." And then oh yeah, <laughs> no, I told him. I was like, you know what? The video package should be good enough to where if you didn't know what was going on, it should tell you what's about to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then we quiz him at the end, and the video package did exactly just that. <laughs> he, he said it. Line for line, line for line, as if we were watching, if he as if he watched SmackDown and Raw every week, yeah, yeah, and he got it, and that's good video package. That's good video package one on one. You should be able to take somebody who ain't in like he don't watch wrestling at all, (laughs) so he had no idea what was going on, and it did it perfectly. Yeah, and I had said like, well, pretty much that that production guy or that editor had to have gotten like a raise at that point, just because if he was able to do that, then. Straight up. Yeah. That's that's good video packages right there. <laughs> awesome. So for me, then, yeah, I gave the entertainment a four just because I share the same sentiment as you with the, <laughs> with the eliminations that we had to go with. But I will say they did a really good job of, <laughs> of you know, shocking me with those eliminations. And really, it, it is one of those things where, like, you're kind of slouching in your chair the first or the last four episodes. And this one really made you kind of like get. Yeah, back it got like this episode got my attention for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I, I really had to give him credit and and give him such a high score. I mean, I think I, 
take my three with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really a four. Yeah. But I'm just like my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and mine, mine too, with the the production, like it's it should have gotten a four, but just I just wanted to kind of give the entertainment more of the Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's really differentiate which one of those you like better without throwing out fives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at this point, I'll, I'll go ahead and say the fun facts that I didn't want to say earlier because I didn't want to spoil it in case you're following along with us. Nice. So the uh, the fun facts are the first ever management eliminations <laughs> are Michael Tarver and Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And the first official elimination is Skip Sheffield at that point, since, you know, technically that's what they were going to do. But mm-hmm. they surprised us with the first, first two. pros poll elimination. And the first let's call it like an executive elimination. It, ooh, OK. You <laughs> meant way better in management. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, a fun fact is so I'm not quite sure what they're going to do yet with the pros who have their rookies eliminated, I would say. Hmm. So (laughs) it's kind of an interesting because I don't really know what happens next. So I'm kind of intrigued on the next episode. But I have here that as much as The Miz was on Daniel Bryan's back the whole time, they will go down as the first pro (laughs) and rookie team to be winless throughout the whole season because the Miz is also 0-2 and Mm. Daniel Bryan is 0-10. Yeah, I was going to say Carlito is also winless, but at least Tarver won. Got that one, baby. Carlito is 0-3 and and Regal is 1-2. So, yeah, those are the pros without a rookie now, so I'm kind of interested in what they're going to do next. The apple doesn't fall far from, from the tree, tree, baby, man. Yeah. That's why I was like, mm, as much as you were on his back, you know, you couldn't really. Uh... She, so you tell him. So what you said, Regal was one and two, right? Yeah. So yeah. you mean to tell me between them four dudes, they only got two wins? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> and and now Young has the, now that Brian's gone, Young has the best record right now at seven and three. Uh, and him and Barrett are tied for the most matches at 10 each. So, ah, nice. Yeah. So pretty cool. And yeah, those were my facts. And now with our combined scores, this episode gets a 3.3. Nice. Me you know, back in that three range. Mm-hmm. I think that was good. We had a couple of uh, questionable episodes. But those, those are like sub three episodes. They yeah, both yeah, hit yeah. 2.9, 2.9. It's not that bad, but yeah. it's still under three. Yeah. But yeah. no, it was a good episode, man. Like, as long as it just doesn't land on 15, if watch 15 is going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I guess we'll, we'll get to the, uh, we'll just move into the next episode since like we're going to be talking about it anyway. Mm-hmm. In the next episode, as we mentioned, they are going to do another poll right away with another elimination. And in the main event, we have Heath Slater versus Justin Gabriel, which is Slabriel, the <laughs> tag team champions in the future. Nice. And yeah, I'm kind of intrigued because now we have supposedly three rookies that are no longer with us. And I don't know if that is the same for the pros or if they're still going to show up from time to time. And I'm curious what they're going to do at this point, if they're how they're going to kind of do the segments going forward. Ooh, I wonder how they're going to explain this. So like 
does the pros remaining only get votes for the next pro poll exactly. or like do the ones with eliminated dudes like do they still pay attention are mm-hmm. we supposed to pretend like they still care yeah yeah are they we'll even, see are they even gonna show up anymore yeah, yeah you know man i'm staying home man my guy gets eliminated <laughs> like screw you dude yeah and i think regal was the only one that showed up during this whole episode because mm. they kind of gave the excuse yeah that they were voting but you know they weren't mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yeah no they was chilling <laughs> So, yeah, I'm I'm really interested and they got my attention in this episode and I really do want to know what's going to happen in the ex- next episode because there is going to be another elimination and all these things that we just threw out of what how how they're going to handle it. So, it's it's intriguing, so I can't wait. Mm. Cool. So that does it for us. I will say, yeah, just follow our social media and our Spotify and YouTube to get the latest episodes. We'll also throw out some bonus content from time to time with reaction videos. We'll just throw out some random videos as well, just to kind of have the state of wrestling, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just follow us there to get the latest updates. I have one plug from my friend Jessica, who has a very popular comic blog called Bird Strips. Uh. I don't know if you're familiar with the poorly drawn lines. It's a comedy kind of comic so it's very similar to that style mm. but just with bird jokes <laughs> oh okay i'm and, with that yeah and it's pretty hilarious and i would totally recommend it if you haven't checked it out yet and yeah you can find her on instagram at bird strips and i believe she has her own patreon as well so feel free to check mm. it out there nice cool. shout out to patreon yeah uh you have any plugs this week i don't okay <laughs> <laughs> just uh I don't got none, but all I know is three down, five remain. Let's see who can maintain like a mainframe. Mainframes? Mm-hmm. Mainframes. Mainframes, man. Stained games, you know, rain frames, (laughs) campaigns, cocaine. Hey. Hey. All righty. Well, thanks again for checking out this historic episode, and uh, yeah. We'll see you next week and take care.